Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. So hello to everybody who's in the Discord chat. Um, sorry I was away last week. Uh, it was Eurovision contest weekend, so I was stolen. Sorry. These things happen. Um, but I'm back and I'm here to talk about the famous Sega Model 3 arcade board and some of the more unusual and different games that were created for it. So first up we have Spike Out Digital Battle Online. Despite the name online, this is actually an arcade game which was developed by AM2 and released in 1998. You play as one of four fighters, Spike, White, Linda or Teshin, fighting your way through hordes of enemies. Aside from the joystick to move you around the 3D environment, you have four other buttons. These are Shift, which holds you in the position that you're facing, locking you onto a nearby enemy and allowing you to strafe around them uh, you know, third, uh, first person shooter style. Uh, then you have the beat button, which acts as your basic attack. This lets you, you compress multiple times, uh, allowing for a combo. There's also a charge button, which when released will do up to four different attacks, depending on how long the charge button has been held. And a jump button, which can be used in combination with the beat and charge buttons to form new attacks. Moving yourself into an enemy will let you grab them, and then you can throw them with the beat button. Finally, if you find yourself in a very tight spot, play, uh, pressing beat, charge and jump together will unleash a super attack which should hit all enemies who are near you. So hello to Superbike2, Doan and Voxy. Uh, says, um, I put a longish echo track not realising the show was about to come on. Oh well, these things happen. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I do actually have an echo uh, remix track um, coming up later, so you might enjoy that. Okay, so let's have some music to start off with. So from Spike Out, there is we're going to have the theme from Spike Out, appropriately enough, and then the first request from Electric Boogaloo tonight. Uh, we have Harley Davidson and LA Riders. This is the advertise um, music. So I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 
And that was Harley Davidson and LA Riders Advertise. That was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And before that, we had from Spike Out the theme of Spike Out. Uh, so, continuing to talk about Spike Out Digital Battle Online, uh, I'm going to talk about the gameplay, which is actually pretty straightforward. Uh, beat up all the enemies within the time limit to progress to the next area. Pretty cut and dried, really. Uh, once you face the, uh, reach the end of the area that you're in, you face up against a boss, which can include up to three harder enemies at once. So, a bit Streets of Rage only in 3D. When you complete each segment, you have 30 seconds to locate and break open the gate, which leads you on to the next segment. The game was planning on having two fairly ambitious features added to it, which were sadly dropped by the time of release. Uh, one was the ability to have, the six, uh, have a 16-player multiplayer. But due to the difficulty in creating 16 separate characters, as well as having that many characters and enemies on screen at once, this means it was sadly finalised at only four. Can you imagine the slowdown with 16 players and enemies on screen at once? Jeez. The second was self-play, and this meant that if you were the only person playing, the remaining three characters would be controlled by AIs that help you out. But along with the massive multiplayer idea, the work required to do this would have put too much strain on the system to be worth it. Which is kind of a shame, because obviously a game, even with fairly stupid AI help, is still a little bit better, I guess? Then again, Sonic 2, Tails, when nobody's controlling him. Hmm. Swings and roundabouts, I guess. Hello, TCB, and hello, II. Uh, have I missed anybody? Oh, Gavi's tuned in. Hello, Gavi. Um. Yeah, uh, because uh, Team Sonic Racing's come out this week, uh, we've been talking about Team Sonic Racing on the Discord chat here at Radio Sega quite a lot, unsurprisingly. Um, and Gavi's been surprising people by pointing out that uh, Richard Jakes actually worked on quite a lot of uh, Sega and Sonic properties. Uh, turns out he did all three of the Sonic Boom games, so Rise of Lyric, uh, Shattered Crystal, and Fire and Ice. I only thought he did the first two. And apparently so did pretty much everybody else. Um, apparently he also did the arrangement of production of uh, the song Free from Sonic Free Riders. Now Free Riders is a terrible game, but Free is actually a pretty decent song. Um, Gary's saying he's worked on all three of Sonic's uh, sumo digital Sonic races, though the extent of his involvement in Team Sonic Racing won't be apparent until the OST comes out. But apparently there are Sonic Boom remixes in the Team Sonic Racing soundtrack. The problem with this is that the soundtrack from Sonic Boom was so bland and mediocre it's really hard to tell. Maybe, maybe it was a challenge to themselves. How do we make our uh, this soundtrack less crap? That was a bit harsh. I'm sorry. That was a little bit crap. Okay. Well, let's have some more music then. So, another request by Electric Boogaloo. Uh, don't worry, Ravsig, um, if you're listening in. Uh, I get, did get your requests, and they are going to be on just a bit later. So, from uh, requested by Electric Boogaloo, uh, from Emergency Call Ambulance, we've got Stage 1, which is Traffic Accident. And after that, from uh, Gregzilla, 
Conveyors and Spikes, a remix of Final Egg. So I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
Sorry about that, my mouse decided to sod off to the far corner of the screen. Um, right, that was Gregzilla with Conveyors and Spikes uh, from Final Egg. And before that it was Emergency Call Ambulance Stage 1 Traffic Accident, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. So, now we have move on to a next game, which is The Ocean Hunter The Seven Seas Adventure. Now this is a light gun rail shooter which was developed by AM1 and released in 1998. This arcade game has you and a friend playing as underwater adventurers Torel and Chris as they hunt the monsters of the sea across seven stages. Each of the seven stages has their own enemies, sub-bosses and a main boss. Your big bosses include mythical sea-dwelling monsters such as the Kraken, the Leviathan and the Karkinos, which is a giant enemy crab, strangely enough. Hashtag giant enemy crab. <laughs> That'll only make sense to people who spend too much time on TV tropes, I think. Oh well. Like me. The superbike saying lol it sodded off reminds me of Blackadder. I watched entirely too much Blackadder when I was younger. <laughs> so Dylan's saying mouse is escaping, need a kitty. Yeah, the thing is, if I, uh, I've i known cats that actually do steal computer mice or sit on computer mice and don't let their, use their owners use the mice. Like, no, I hunted this mouse. What's your problem? <laughs> right. Moving on. Right, to fight the undersea monsters, you're armed with the turret-light shotguns, which vibrate to provide a feeling of realism. <coughs> realism. The voice is going. As with most light gun games, your bosses have weak points that you can shoot for more damage. Attack its weak point for massive damage. And you have three life points, which you can use from being attacked by enemies or firing at friendly NPC divers. While rescuing some of these divers will reward you with, uh, reward you with more life points. You'll also come across long-lost treasure throughout each stage, which you can shoot at for extra points. When you complete the game, you find the final boss is in fact a deity of the sea, who was asleep for millennia and woken by human uh, uh, humanity's actions toward the sea and its denizens. He's called Dagon, which for those of you who are familiar with uh, Lovecraft mythos, that would probably find that familiar. Strangely enough, uh, Dagon also shows up as a Digimon in Digimon, um, and it's like, eh, good. It's uh, called Dagamon, I think, in that. It's like, um, what, what's this Lovecraft doing in, in this kids show? Anyway, moving on. Uh, no one's saying, um, no such thing as too much blackout. That was probably true. And her cat prefers sitting on phones. And switches, and the Nintendo Switch, as I recall. <laughs> Blackout Go Forth is apparently, uh, Green Viper's favourite. And I is saying, I have a cunning plan. Yes, I have a cunning plan as well, I should play some more music. And no one's saying I could name a few games with Lovecraft just casually thrown in. I know, it's become a thing. Like, it, it, Lovecraft references all over the damn place. But I didn't exactly expect to find it in, like, a colourful children's cartoon like Digimon. Like, what? Hang on. Just a second. Oh well. But yeah, um, battling Eldritch Abominations at the bottom of the ocean in Ocean Hunter The Seven Seas Adventure. So, <laughs> ah dear, 
Right, let's have some more music, shall we? So, uh, from the Ocean Hunter, we've got the main theme. And then, um, I forgot who it was who was saying they wanted a, uh, some, one of the tracks from Echo. So, here's a remix from Echo. We've got uh, Medusa's Vents by Random Encounter. It's a really lovely remix, so I hope you enjoy that. And I'll speak to you guys again after the break. Sega playing the best Sega music 24 7. Thank 
we are back. And that was Random Encounter Medusa's Vents from the Soundwaves Echo the Dolphin tribute album. Um, I love that track, it's so prog rock. Uh, the beginning of it really sounds like um, something from Yes, and there's some very um, Genesis-ish guitar work in there as well, so it's entirely up my street. And uh, now I'm done squeeing. Before that we had the Ocean Hunter main theme. So I hope you enjoyed those. Now, from an underwater adventure to a road trip, sort of, or train trip, sort of, this is Magical Truck Adventure. Now, this game has you playing as Alma and Roy as you try and catch up to an evil genius named Moi, okay, and his dull-witted but muscular henchman, Marrow, who have stolen a mysterious stone from Alma, which allows you to travel in time and space. To track them down, you travel aboard a magical railroad truck. Okay. Which you have to pump levers to make your truck move. The faster you pump, the faster you travel. Now, don't nobody read too much into this. I, I can see you. I can't, actually, but I can imagine. As you play through three of the six available stages, you'll have resistance added to the levers uh, you pump, making this game of physical endurance. You'll have pumping meters on either side of the screen, which shows the level of speed you're producing while pumping away. You have to also dodge obstacles using pedals, which let you dodge left, right, or jump over them. If you strike obstacles instead of dodging them, you'll lose health. Although, you, if you manage to avoid enough of them, you gain achievements which you'll display under your name when you put your initials into the leaderboard. Now, when I mentioned you only play through three of the six levels, this is because depending on whether you manage to catch Mummy and Marrow, or whether you're sent to another area, including a safari, a futuristic city, a fantasy world, and all the way back to the age of the dinosaurs. When you finally finish the three levels, you'll get one of four endings depending on what happened in previous levels. So, this thing is really Japanese. I mean, really, really Japanese. Can you imagine this sort of thing appearing in a US or UK arcade? Because I really can't. Um, I mean, the Japanese don't have to have a, th a bit of a thing about trains, but I this is so weird. It sounds cool and interesting and different, but weird. And... I'm, I'm a bit confused as to why there would be train tracks in the Age of the Dinosaurs. And, and why someone who's got a stone that can travel through time and space can be tracked down using a train truck. Why can't you just use a car? I'm very confused. I'm thinking way too much about this, actually. And Owen's saying there are many, many downright worrying games in Japan. Yes, yes, there are. Um, oh, Japan. What would we do without you? I'd certainly have a lot less to talk about, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, Green Vipers talk... Uh, um, Green Viper's saying pumping meters. Yeah, I know. You're all... And Dan's giggling because you're all terrible. A superbike's saying they have a game in Japan where you have to poke someone in the butthole. Is it Japan where there's, like, games that you can have in your urinal that you have to, like, use your... I'm gonna stop there. 
I'm going to stop there before this gets terrible. Uh, also, loop my music because that's a really short track. Okay. Uh, I was saying pictures of trains and trees. I don't know why. Like that game with the dodgy plumber with the moustache. That does have quite a lot of trees in it, but I don't remember seeing many trains. I I saying that game is incorrect. God, of course it is. Right, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna put some more music on before I I have to break out all of the rum, all of it. <laughs> oh dear God. Right, I tried to find some of the music from Magical Truck Adventure, but I could not find anything that was clean. It all had dialogue over the top of it. Um, or sound effects, and it was really, really irritating. Um, so... But usefully, Rausig requested a couple of tracks from me, so I'm gonna play those instead. So, from Data USA 2, we've got Slingshot, and after that we've got from Virtua on Oratoria Tangram, whatever that happens to me, we've got Encoded Final. Um, both of these were requested by Ravsig, so hope you enjoy those. And afterwards I will come back with the Chiptune Corner. Alright then, enjoy this music and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
best Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. Virtual on Oratoria Tangram, encoded final, which was requested by Ravseek. And I had a bugger of a time finding that track because when I downloaded it from the Radio Sega archive, um, encoded was misspelled. It had a, a stray E after the N. Um, so if I typed it into the search, I couldn't find it. Uh, so I had to go in and edit it, which is very annoying. And before that, we had Daytona USA 2 Slingshot. Uh, which was requested by Rattlesieg as well. So, now we are into the chiptune corner, and I still need a uh, ident for this, but never mind, let's soldier on anyway. Uh, so, in a previous chiptune corner, I can't remember which one, I played some music from a band called 8 Bit Weapon. Now, one of the members of 8 Bit Weapon is also produces music as a solo act, which is known as Compute Her. Compute Her. See what they did there? Uh, they're also known as Michelle Steinberger. Uh, she's perhaps best known for producing music that was featured in the Art of Video Games exhibition, which was shown at the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. Uh, Rafsik saying, Encoded Final is the final uh, boss fights tune, by the way. Uh, sorry about the tough time finding it. 
Uh, somebody needs to go into the archive and fix the spelling, basically. Because <laughs> I don't think I have rights to actually do the uh, um, editing on it. Anyway. Uh, I'm running out of time quite rapidly, so I think we'll have the Chipchen Corner music. Um, and yeah, the Virtual One music is actually quite good. Uh, all of the ones I've listened to is actually pretty good. Anyway, so here is Computer with Sysop. Hope you enjoy that. Let me know what you think in chat or on um, on chat on Discord or on Twitter, and I'll speak to you guys again after this. Compute her with Sysop. 
Uh, that was Chiptune Corner for this week. So thank you everybody for tuning in this week. Um, next week is... Uh, I did have a topic for next week, but I can't remember what it was. I have notes and everything, but I can't remember what it is for the life of me. Anyway, I'm sure I'll think of something. So thanks to everybody who's tuned in this week, to TCB and Green Viper and Doan and who else is around, Rapid Run and Superbike and II um, and Gavi and uh, Electro Boogaloo, I think said they were um, listening in as well. Uh, so, uh, and Rav, obviously, Rav Sieg. So I hope you enjoyed the show this week. And if you do want to request any topics for future shows, be sure to let me know. You can contact me through Discord. I am Skyblaze42 on the Radio Sega Chat. Or you can reach me through Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies. Or you can get in touch with me through the Radio Sega Twitter or Facebook account. Podcast versions of previous shows are now almost up to date, and this show should be available for download by Monday at the latest. Uh, don't forget to tune in to Saturday Night Sega, which should be directly after this show. And hopefully there should be a Rexy on Sunday with Sega Mixer Drive. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. Thanks to everybody in the Discord, everybody who's listening in, uh, 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 and not chatting and lurking. That's fine too. I've been Skyblaze, this has been the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega, and to play us out in honour of the new release of Sega's latest racing game, here's Booze House from Team Sonic Racing, which is a remix of Sandopolis. Thanks everybody, good night.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.